Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people. We're your hosts, Brittany Baring and Penny Blackmore. Here we are, <laughs> your hosts. Um, we'd love if you uh, liked our show, that if, if you rated it and reviewed it, and then potentially subscribed if you haven't already. Yeah. That'd be great. Obviously, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Please. That'd be awesome. Um, how is it going, Pen? Oh. I snuck in there. Brittany <laughs> knows that I fell down the stairs this morning, and oh. it was the second time I've done it this week. I've got oh, these God. slippery stairs in my Those apartment. Those stairs are so dangerous. They're so dangerous. And also, like, I've dogs have fallen down the stairs because dogs have the, no the little sl- slippery paws. Slippery paws. But I don't have slippery paws. So the first time it happened, I was carrying my phone and my charger, and the phone charger was plugged into the phone, right? Right. Um, so the cable got caught around the top banister and, like, oh, I slipped over and spilt white wine, which was great. But today I spilt a whole flipping cup of coffee, black coffee. It went all over my walls, all over my jeans, all over everywhere. And I'm feeling Terrible. a bit bitter about it. Yeah, it's no way to start the day. I just literally you know? sat there for, like, 30 seconds. Just, just being upset. Like, <laughs> And now my neck really hurts, which is oh. not sexy. It's that it's that automatic like when you when you're falling that mm. your whole body is just like like yeah. tenses right up. Because I like landed on my butt as well, and I'm <gasps> having it, and I've still got bruises from the other day on my butt. It's Penny, really bad. You're a clumsy little lady. I'm not clumsy. Okay, <laughs> maybe a little bit. I'm typically not. Anyway, how are you, Britt? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, yeah, yesterday was a big day, so I feel. Um, like not even tired today, just like, um, happy to have a day where I'm Mm. not, um, in front of people all day long. So yesterday I ran five workshops. Mm -hmm. So the same workshop, um, five times (laughs) with five different groups of people. So all from the same company. And, um, that's a totally different situation to doing Mm. like a day of workshops with the same group, by the way. Did you find it emotionally difficult? Like just having this kind of groundhog day moment? (laughs) We're just like, here we go again. Yes. Yeah. Every time I did started a new one, because you also, you have a whole new group. So you have to have the, you know, bring the energy again. Mm. You can't be like, oh, I know these people now. I can, you know, be more relaxed. It's like you have to, again, bring them up to this point of like, I don't know, just whatever. Yeah. It's and just also, was hard. Like, I remember when I used to have like, maybe like eight sales calls in a day. Oh, God. And what happens is all the people blur into one. Yes. You can't remember what you've told one person and what you haven't. So I was like, That's have I point. mentioned this already? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> Whoops. So, yeah. Yeah, I, that's I absolutely right. for you. So at first I really liked it because I did the one workshop, uh, like the first workshop of the day, and I was like, ooh, uh, I figured out all these kind of like little things where I was like, oh, I could do that better. Mm. This should be more like this. Yeah. Blah, blah. So then the second time I just fucking nailed it. <laughs> and then the third time was really good. And then the fourth and fifth time I was like, come on, Brit. Like, you, <laughs> you can, can do, do it. this. Yeah. So I think the ultimate is like actually just running the same one three times. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have the best. Yeah. But five is too many. Oh, Lord. <laughs> lordy, Lordy. Are we um, do this? Yeah, let's I do that. I think we should do it. So, Britt and I have an announcement. Ooh. And that is that we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> finally. She finally, finally. asked. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Penny and I are kicking off a little bit of a business. A business. A business together. <laughs> and, um, 
I, it's not the best thing about the business, but I do really love our name. Yes, yeah, so do I. Yeah. So it's the Beatrice. Beatrice. <laughs> and we were like, a few weeks ago, I was like, oh my God, Brittany, let's call our business a girl's name. Yeah. For no apparent reason. Yeah. And then we found out that Beatrice, like the origins of the name Beatrice, is something along the lines of to make someone happy. She. That's it's actually she, she who, who makes, makes happy. happy. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I love it. Um, and since that's basically... Oh, sorry. <gasps> Penny's just shifting in her chair there. If that, That's basically what we're out to do. So I mm. felt like it was the perfect name. And yeah. it's kind of like a cool... Um, sorry if there's any... Or, or not Not sorry, but I was going to say... We're not sorry about anything. Yeah, not about, <laughs> not about nothing. Um, no, I was going to say, like, Beatrice is kind of this, like, cool, but, like, a bit weird yes. of a name. And that's yeah. what I was going to apologize if anybody's oh, right. Beatrice. Yeah. But... It's co- it's such a cool weird name. Yeah, you know, and we've got like we've got the cutest little slide deck. And, yes. Yeah. So, uh, what are we doing, Penny? So we are marrying the world of sales and marketing and content um, into one. Yes. Offering um, called Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> she is a girl, um, and basically, what we're doing is helping businesses to better define their offering, and then. Uh, essentially get inbound leads through content and sales strategy. So Yeah. Yeah. It's um we've pitched it for a couple of times now and it's gone really well. So Yeah, we're very excited. Yeah. So we'll keep you po- uh, posted on that. Um also we feel like we have to say that like don't like the podcast will remain exactly how it is. Yes. Um we'll we're not keep... gonna turn into entrepreneur no. type. It's not an entrepreneur podcast no. by any means. It's a work one. It's a work podcast. About real people. Careers. And we're still definitely in the realm of real, aren't we? That's true. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, because we're now still that we're struggling yeah. financially. <laughs> we're fully struggling. So don't worry about that. Great. Um yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I think that's I think that's important to note though because the po- I love our podcast and how um, for me I also enjoy the conversations that we have and that mm. it's really down to earth and not this whole like ooh whatever yeah. thing yeah um, which actually brings me to something that I wanted to share with you guys ooh um, it, it's kind of about this whole. Um, uh, appearing confident but not overly confident thing, mm-hmm. which is something that we're going to talk about a little later in the episode because we're yeah, talking yes. about presentations. <laughs> um, but what was really cool, I, I put on um, Instagram stories a couple days ago that uh, I was uh, doing, I was answering some questions in front of a group of people. And basically, the uh, what I kept doing at the end of my answer every time was kind of discounting it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd say, like, I'd answer and then I'd say, I hope that was that was that any good? Like, I don't know if that actually answers your question. Like always downplaying everything that I answered. Anyway, so I put this on Instagram and then this woman reached out to me. Mm. She's fantastic. And uh, I should I tell I mean, yeah, her name's Wesley. Yeah, that's fine. I think you should tell. Yeah, her name is Wesley. Yeah, her name is Wesley. Wow, I love that. Androgynous. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least that's her name on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Maybe it's not a real name. Alrighty. I think it is, though. <laughs> Wesley Little, actually. Anyway, but she's a therapist, right? Right. And she was saying that as a therapist, she's this is something that you have to do a lot, is come across confident but not arrogant, mm. right? And she said that, um, you know, there's this sort of feeling that you don't want to come across like you're a guru, that you mm. know everything. Um, you you want to be relatable with your audience still. Mm. And then she gave me a couple of kind of tips on how to finish a question, yep. how to finish an answer well. And she said, really good to say are things like, um, how does that sound for you? Does that sound like it, um, 
it answered your question. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of things are much better than saying like that wasn't quite the right yeah, answer, yeah. was I it? I forgot the question. Yeah, yeah. like exactly yeah. those things. I so often I say, does that make sense? Yeah. Is that too insecure though? I don't know. I think it depends on your facial expression when you say mm-hmm. it. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's the problem with me too is my uh, my face is so You're like, like cringing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you cringe, it makes, uh, yeah, you can't really say that. But if you stood tall and confidently and you said, does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's, that's a totally different. I wish someone could have seen you do that. It was like the perfect shoulder and hand movement. Yes. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Does this make sense? Ooh, boom! <laughs> Punch in the face. All right. <laughs> so today we thought we would talk about something that a lot of people have a lo- uh, have many anxieties about, um, sure. and that is public speaking or uh, presentations or scary conversations, basically. Correct. Like anything where you have to stand in front of someone or sit in front of someone and deliver some information. Yes. Um, How do you feel about public speaking, Penny? I'm totally fine with it. And I I think if I know what I'm going to say, I'm fine. Yes. But if if someone was like, here's a presentation that's complex and you have to understand the concepts – and go do it. That would be hard. Yeah. But um, I don't, yeah, I don't have any qualms about it. I think that is a, actually a really good kickoff point for me as well. I get really anxious if I'm about to present in front of people or run a workshop when I don't feel confident about what I'm going to talk about. Exactly. When I yeah. don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah. And um, that just completely derails me. Mm. Um, but as long as you know the material, um, then, yeah, I also feel, I also feel good about it. Yeah. But there are definitely things, like, when we were at Web Summit, there were some really bad presentations Mm. that we saw. Like, Mm. really Appalling. Like, actually, appalling is a great word to use. (laughs) Genuinely. And I don't throw that around. Oh, yes, I do. I mean... I throw that around lightly. But, yeah, I mean, like, I think because I I used to be a gymnast, so the the idea of just talking, like, you get to stand on both your feet in front of people (laughs) and talk that's very easy comparatively yeah but Um, also I think that's rare that it's easy like that it's easy to do that like for you it's easy mm. to speak in front of people but you have this background of being a gymnast and everything but I think for most people actually mm. um it's really difficult but it it wasn't easy for me five years ago actually like if I had to stand up in front of people I got like I didn't get nervous about the public speaking I got nervous about how I was coming across and like if I could remember which slide was coming up next and that sort of thing. Ah, gotcha. So, like, something that really helped me and still helps me is, like, don't discount the fact that if you run through your slides three or four times, that will help you so much. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) I do that every time. Like, Mm. I do it every time I'm about to run any kind of workshop or presentation. Even if I think I know the material, I still go over it again. The mistake I always make is thinking I know it. Yes. And then being like, oh, oh, I, oh, okay. Oh, that's a slide I, I wasn't expecting to see. In presentation mode, not in where you can see your presenter notes. You've got to be able to go without the presenter notes. I for reckon. sure. Anyway, sorry, you've got a good framework for this conversation. Well, I think that in terms of if we start just with talking about um, you as a presenter, is there are a few things to kind of, or, or, or maybe even content of how to kind of frame your content, which will help immensely Mm. uh, with a presentation. And I honestly, truly believe for almost anything, like a presentation, a talk, Mm. or 
a workshop of some kind, I really believe in starting with a story. Yeah. Like a personal story. And when I say personal, I just mean that like something that happened to you or you could maybe even pretend that it happened to you, (laughs) but something where you're sort of building context and you're sort of um, um, telling people where you're coming from Mm. and what you're about to kind of bring bring to them. So in terms of like if you're running a workshop like a design sprint, for instance, which whatever is just a process Mm. um, uh, for product development, but if you're running something like a design sprint, um, then you would say like um, you'd talk about before you use design sprints and now that I've used a design sprint, I see the difference in how quickly I'm able to do something mm. or, you know, the, the change, right? Mm-hmm. So starting with that, I know it doesn't sound like a story, but it is a story <laughs> yeah. that you're telling people so that anybody who's already kind of against you mm. will then start to like they'll be like, oh, OK, they actually understand mm. what I'm going through and my troubles and challenges yeah yeah okay I see what you mean so it's kind of like um you're putting the reason for you being there into context correct it's context building yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's what I should have said yeah exactly (laughs) great but what's really cool about the about storytelling in general is actually it's the best way to align a group of people Mm. um there's this crazy TED talk um that I'll put in the show notes I can't remember what the guy's name is now Mm. Uri something Mm -hmm. Um, But he does this TED talk about how storytelling um, aligns people's brain waves. Mm. So when everybody's listening to the same story, their brain waves actually start to look the same, Mm. which is kind of mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. Yeah. But it makes sense because if you're taking someone on this linear narrative... Of course, they're, yeah. they're, they're being led down the same path. There's no opportunity for their brains to be like, oh, well, is that true? And did, yes. did, is it really red or should it be green? And blah, exactly. Blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so start with really the story. Neat. And let's get really practical because I have definitely seen people um, speak at conferences and stuff where they're like, I'm going to do some storytelling now. Ugh, yeah. And then they tell this whole personal story about their wife and their dog and you're just like shut up yeah like, I don't get care. to the point how how long are we talking oh that's a good that's a good point um I actually think like a minute yeah is like good. a I good totally story agree with that. Yeah. like it need you need to have a point and you need to make your point quickly mm-hmm. and you can have a little arc there you know beginning middle end beginning middle end but make sure that it like literally one to two minutes because yeah. you'll lose people after that we should do a whole episode on storytelling yes because I think some people have the gift of the gab and some gift people of the gab. don't yeah yeah exactly um, but it's a useful skill it okay. really is yeah it's not a boy waves. Okay, so what about when you're actually, like, as a presenter, how you're kind of conducting yourself? What mm. do you think about that? I mean, like, it's super important, um, and I think facilitation and pr- presentation experts will tell you this. It's kind of important to stand up straight, use your hands a little bit, but not too much. Yeah, um, don't get weird. Don't flail around. <laughs> uh, and I think that is a really important thing, like, Look up flailing on YouTube and like anything with like, (laughs) I wish I could show you guys what I'm doing with my arms right now, but like anything that involves like excessive shoulder or elbow is probably classified as flailing and that will just confuse people visually. They'll be like, whoa. Yeah. It also makes you look like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. When you, when you move your hands, make sure you're moving them in a specific way Mm -hmm. for a reason. You're not just 
throwing them around, you and know. And one good thing that you can do is just get someone to film you Ooh, while you idea. speak so that yeah. you can see if you're doing anything weird because a lot of people have these little ticks that they don't know that they're totally. doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two feet square on the ground, shoulders towards the audience, use yeah. your hands a little bit, not excessively, um, and smile and just, like, try and keep your body language relaxed. Yeah. I think also it's okay to walk a little bit and move. Yeah. Not pace. Yeah, Pacing don't pace. is not good. <laughs> but especially if you're interacting with the audience or if it's a workshop, if someone asks a question, you can, like, move closer to where mm. they are, you mm. know? Or at least if you're on a stage, move to that side of the stage, mm-hmm. you know? Um, do those things because those are natural things to mm-hmm. do. It looks natural when you – and it looks like you care as mm-hmm. well if you're moving closer to that person. Um, I, I really believe in movement mm-hmm. in terms of presenting. I think it helps people kind of, you know, stay on their toes. Yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, at the end of the day, if you're watching someone on a stage or in front of you and they're doing stuff that isn't natural at all, like standing exactly still (laughs) with their hands in their pockets for an hour and a half, like, that's not natural. So try and remember what's in the realm of natural behavior. And if you have to think about that, then just look at people moving around in the world. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, One thing that I wanted to bring up uh, that I've learned from stand-up and I think is a really good lesson Mm. is always remove anything like an object Mm -hmm. or a table or whatever that's standing in between you and your audience. Of Mm -hmm. course, if you're in a room, workshop room where there's a table, you can't do that. But if you're in like um, uh, any kind of room where you're presenting and let's say there's like a table and a podium – you should not be behind this podium. No, don't stand behind the podium. You have to be Get out, out front. And that's a really, <laughs> it's a really clear indicator for me when uh, running like the open mic and when I see stand-up shows is uh, a professional comedian versus like an amateur mm. is the the professionals will always move the mic stand out of the way. It's yeah. a classic. And yeah, it's, I, when you say that, I'm visualizing it right now. Yeah, and I always think when I see it, I'm like, that's a baller move. Yeah. Like it looks like, oh, let's get rid of this stuff. I don't need that. Yeah, but I that's, can hold my own microphone. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, some, some of course, some uh, comedians use the mic stand and ho- and have it there the whole time. And that's a mm. totally different vibe. That's almost, but but it also, if you notice the people or the comedians that do that, have a bit of persona that is sort of reserved mm. and they almost, they almost want to be, act. exactly, they want yeah. to be seen more withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you move the mic stand, it's just you and the audience now. Mm. There's nothing, mm. and, and you can always tell uh, these new comedians will just like, They'll take the mic and then they'll back up away from the mic stand Aww. and it's standing there in front of the audience the whole time and it just drives me nuts because I'm like, move the freaking mic stand. Cute. Guys. Love it is that. cute. Yeah. But it's a good tip, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what about like arrogance in yeah. presentations? Can you say that again? What about arrogance in presentations? I mean, like, I don't think anyone in our audience is arrogant. <laughs> yeah. So that is so, like, I think if you're self-aware enough to want to learn more about work and listen to a podcast about it, you're yeah. not the sort of person who's going to be like, I am so fucking interesting. But, Penny, But there are lots of people who think they're so fucking interesting. Yes, but I would also argue that sometimes... <laughs> when I'm, I'm like, nobody's arrogant. <laughs> but I would argue that it's not that the person is arrogant, but that they might come off... Like sometimes Uh, when you're really nervous, Mm -hmm. you start to sort of take on these weird personas. You start Mm -hmm. doing things that might just come across as being a little bit arrogant. Yeah. um, Which is a tough one to, uh, yeah, to navigate. But I think it's so important to appear confident 
mm. but not like you know everything. You you just because you're presenting, mm. just because you're running a workshop, does not mean you have to know any, everything. So don't pretend like you do. Yeah, you know, even though you think that that would make you look, you know, more credible in front of whoever it is, it it won't. Mm. People will like you more if you are. Um, vulnerable and authentic with them so something that I say all the time to do that what you just said which is to um kind of not come across as if I think I know everything um which I obviously do know everything but I don't want anyone to know that um (laughs) so I I always say well in my experience um we usually do it this way and so you're kind of saying um this is my point of view, this is my experience, but, you know, I'm sure people do it other ways as well and those are equally valid. That's such a good one. In my experience, it's a perfect qualifier. all the time. Or what we used to do at XYZ Company Mm -hmm. is blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's credible, but it's also not saying that that's the only way or Mm. whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. Actually, I shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I'm going to anyway. Uh Sometimes what I do when I want the... want someone to do something mm-hmm. I'll be like well what a whole lot of my other clients do is this yeah when really only one client might do it but they are like really good and it works really well right you yeah. know what I mean I'm like all clients should do this but only one of them does yeah <laughs> yeah but it's good I think people uh people love being in good company you of know course, yeah no one wants to do be the only one doing something yeah or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then ending. I think ending a workshop or a presentation is so uh, important. Like how mm. you actually end it. Mm. Actually, is a is a. I mean, you're leaving people with that, yeah. so it should be good. Oh right? yeah, I love the um, one word checkout. Have you done that one? No. What is that? So you go. Well, I guess this isn't so much for a presentation as it is for a workshop. But you can kind of go. Um, okay, we'll just go around the room and you just say one word that sums up your experience. Oh, cool. And people will be like, inspired or disappointed. <laughs> Grossly <laughs> disappointed. Oh, no. Jokes. That's never happened. Um, that's really interesting. Uh, uh, one I do at workshops sometimes when I just need like a kind of, um, I want some feedback, but mm. I want it to be kind of quick. Um, is I do the I liked, I wish. Yeah. So get them to write one or two things that they liked that happened yeah. and then one or two things that they wish, mm. you know, we did. And it's kind of a nice way to get also constructive feedback. For sure, People yeah. don't feel so like, they're like, oh, yeah. I wish this. It doesn't sound like, you know. This could have been better. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I did that at the end of my recent sprint with one client. On the first day we did like the one word checkout mm-hmm. and then on the second day we did the I like, oh, I nice. wish. But um, what were you we talking about? Ending. Ending. Oh, yeah. Recap. It's Ooh. always really good to recap. Yeah. So even you, if it's just a little quick kind of couple yeah. sentences. Yeah. Just touch on those main points again really quickly. Yeah. Um, I also am a big believer of... Um, so in a presentation, it's harder to do this, obviously. But I think in a presentation, it's good to, like, leave people with a thought. You mm. know, like, your kind of final thought um, depends on, of course, what you're talking about. But I like to say, like, I, I almost like to say, like, if you 
if you take nothing else with you, like, mm. I'd like you to think about this. Oh, I you love know? that. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Like, almost a question even yeah, is, yeah. is I love when people say that, when if you take nothing else with you. It's like, it's so specific because it's like, okay, you told me all this information and it's interesting, but this is the key, yeah. key idea that key I should indicator. be thinking about. Um, and then in a workshop, I mean, you know, I'm a sucker for, like, doing any kind of, like, presentation, mm. getting people to, like, clap for each other other oh yeah so my workshop All yesterday like, yeah I did at the end I got um everybody to present this little thing that they were like going to commit to do something mm. right so they got them to stand up and say like I commit to blah 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 and then I said once they're finished you have to like like just erupt in applause <laughs> and cheering for every single person and Yay. they all did it and oh, they, people really they like that kind of thing like yeah. it sounds cheesy and weird but like honestly it mm. works mm. I find um, and what about like in a more serious, let's say our, right. our audience yeah. are in this like really serious corporate. corporate setting and they have to present some really boring information. Hmm. Um, I actually, at the last two jobs that I've worked at, the finance manager, whoever it was at both jobs, has had an amazing gift for sharing like really boring financial information funny. in a really funny way. Like they've kind of made jokes and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, but the one thing that they both had in common was, and if you've ever been in one of these sort of like town hall meetings or whatever where some finance person is showing you graphs and charts and numbers and blah, 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 they're like, and you can see here, <laughs> November wasn't so good. <laughs> yeah. That was because of this. Um, yeah, we we hope to have a better December. And you're just like, kill Shush, me. kill me. So um, one thing that I noticed with these two other guys who had everyone really engaged was that they got through things really quickly. Yeah. They were just like, November was bad. Does anyone know why that is? And then someone will put up their hand and be like, because we lost our life clients. And they're like, great, let's move on. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, yeah. Um, so, so two things there, like if it's boring, don't skim over it, but like put an emphasis on what is important on yes. the slide yes. and then move the hell on. Yes. And then also if you can get the audience engaged in some way, like – Break yeah. up the the content. So um, you might be standing in front of the room and you can say, Carla, like, can you explain to us really quickly what's happening with that part of the project? Obviously, don't put people on the spot too much. Just yeah. ask them things but that even they questions are or... comfortable with or whatever. Yeah. Um, does anyone have any questions about that? Because uh, that's a really good way to finish each, not every slide, but some slides, because then people can be like, actually, sorry, you didn't really go into enough detail there. Tell me right, more. Right, yeah. Um, good at, at the end of every kind of like section or topic or something exactly. that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think that leads right right well into um, slides and like having Ooh, support for your presentation. slides. I have seen... Um, some really bad slides in my day. Do you remember that slide at Web Summit that was just like oh my God. 10 or 15 graphs on one page? 
and like huge blocks of text, and they just left the same one slide up. The and you whole couldn't time. see anything. Like I you was couldn't like, read it. This this is like comedy to me. Yes, mm. it's a, it's pretty shocking actually. I think that people really overuse slides and think, okay, everything that I say is going to go on the slide. Mm. That way, you know, just in case I forget to say something, it's on the slide. That yeah. is not the way slides work. Yeah, slides are supporting what you're saying. And actually, I know that this might even be a faux pas because I've heard people say like slides shouldn't be your cue, mm. right? But actually, I use them for cues all the time. Yeah, like I'll just put a photo up on a slide and be like, yeah. oh right, I'm gonna tell that story now you know what I mean yeah um which helps a lot but like few as few words as possible a hundred percent there's something like a 40 20 10 rule do you know about this it's like I mean this is not a rule because some people do hundreds of slides but the idea is that you do no more than 10 slides the presentation should last no more than 20 minutes and feature font no smaller than 30 points, Ooh. which is crazy. 10 slides is nothing. It's nothing. That's insanity. Um, and I also think the 10 slide thing is arbitrary because yeah. I often will put a bunch of text on a slide and be like, okay, well, the only way to stop this happening is to make it three slides. I agree, though, with this 20-minute thing. I think there's no reason for, like, a talk to be longer than 20 minutes. Depends what kind of talk it is, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I felt like like I was um, asked to do a, a, uh, the, this talk recently. I think they said, like, my slot was 45 minutes, and I was like, I'm going to do 30 minutes. Yeah, and 15 and then, minutes Q&A. Yeah, for extra. Yeah, I think that's but like an... In- that even seemed a bit long. Yeah, I think with... Um, it, like, when I used to work in advertising, like, a pitch would often go for a solid hour. Yeah, I guess. So they'd, like, frame the problem. They'd talk about the client. They'd talk about, like, customer data. That's huge, though. It's, like, really... Oh, yeah. They work like... hard in that industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm steering clear. <laughs> advertising is not for me. No, I just mean, like, you're working hard to keep people's attention for an hour. That's insane. Yeah. I, I think with, um, when it, in that context, it was, like... We were talking about, or, or the account manager or whoever it was, was talking about uh, a decision and a product yeah. and a service that they were going to provide to right. these people. So it's kind of like, it's like someone talking about you for an hour. You'd be like, this is fascinating. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's my uh, rising Tell sign? Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> what's my attachment style? True. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Mm. Let's just let's just hear about me for an hour. All right. Yeah. I would love that. It'd be great. It's like having your tarot cards read. That I'm not a fan of. Really? I find it very aggressive. Huh. You know? Like, tarot cards are like, oh, and, like, this is going to happen, and you're probably feeling like this. And I was like, well, oh, I see, wasn't, I but like now that. I am. I you don't know? like that at all. I just find it really, aggr- like, just, I don't know, and not helpful. Mm. The star signs I'm reading at the moment are in the cut, and they're actually okay. not done by an uh, an astrologer or an astronomer or an astrologer. She's not a professional. Okay. She just, like, reads someone else's and then interprets it. Okay. Which is funny because, like, basically if you read all of the star signs, you'd just be like, this is all really good advice for me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, of course. So it's kind of perfect. Yeah, anyway, okay. Sorry. It's perfect, but it's, like, also a bit annoying. Because you're like, okay, well, I could read this at any point in time in my life. Mm. Anyone could read this. And I be love like, advice, Great. though. Okay, yes, yeah, true. I like <laughs> advice, too. All right. All right. I think the last thing is just, uh, as usual, plan, 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 prepare, plan, plan. Plan, plan. Um, so things that um, often happen to me is that I have a MacBook and it doesn't have a 
It doesn't have an HDMI yes. input. And so I need a dongle to put that in there. And sometimes yeah. people don't have it. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then I end up doing a presentation showing someone my laptop screen. And it's really <laughs> awkward. And if you need and, a cl- ha- and how often do you clean your laptop? Never, you know what I mean? <laughs> never. It's covered in horrendous. It's like full germ. Just dust and it's mites gross. everywhere. And then like if you need a clicker, like a slide changer, bring that along. Like just plan things a little bit. It'll make you happy. Yeah, don't. I think I totally agree with that. And not just not relying on, even if people are like, oh, no, we've got it. Like mm. we've got everything. You're they like. They might not. They probably don't. Yeah. So just bring your stuff. Bring yeah. what you need. Yeah. Um, and bring more than what you think you might need. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> you know? no, no harm, no foul. Yeah. And, and I think that just reiterating the fact of like practicing. So mm. planning, preparing, and practicing are the big ones. Definitely. In front of a mirror, if possible. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. From, actually, it's, I find it a bit distracting. Then I start thinking about, I'm like, oh, what's my hair doing over there? You know, I start, <laughs> anyways. But just try to avoid looking at directly at yourself. <laughs> don't, also don't direct, look directly at the sun. It's really bad. Oh, that is a big one. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. A little bit of extra advice mm. from happy hour this week. Off we. <laughs> Brittany and I are going to go have lunch now. Yeah. Because we're so hungry. We've been doing the inter- intermittent fasting thing. And uh, it sucks. It's a nightmare. I'm hungry. I'm vague. What are we doing it for? Like, it's supposed to be good I'm for your for, digestion. Uh, I don't know. It's supposed to be good for, like, all these things. Immune system, digestion. Oh, is that true? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. It's also people do it for, like, cancer prevention and recovery. That'll match beautifully with my cigarette smoking. (laughs) I'm really ticking all the boxes. Oh, Pen, you're the best. I'm doing it because I can't be bothered with breakfast. (laughs) I know, right? It's actually kind of a a good time saver. It's just another thing for me to do in the day is eat breakfast. (laughs) True. But I do love breakfast. And then spill it all over myself on the stairs. Oh. God damn it. We hope you guys have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Bye.